What's good, world? Coming to you live and direct and hitting the chest like a shot of straight jack. This is No Chase with Peter Mac. Let's get it. What's up, world? It's your country cousin, Pete McCarvey, a.k.a. Peter Mac, uh, coming to you from my living room because I am quarantined. If y'all don't know, which you all should know, the whole world should know, we as a whole globe have been under quarantine due to the pandemic that is known as the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. That's C-O-V-I-D hyphen 19. Um, airborne illness is like a strong flu. It's killed over hundreds of thousands of people. Got a lot of cases everywhere. Uh, people getting stuck places traveling due to it. Um, military personnel that were supposed to transfer back certain places they can't move like there's some navy ships out there I'm not gonna put out who they are where they are they've had cases on them nobody can move they either if they're in port they can't leave the port if they're out to sea they can't come back from sea due to it and if you've been on a navy ship as I have and you've been to sea and after a while you get to go stir crazy so all you people who think you are stir crazy in your house right now because you have this either sit in place law or you have this minimal movement law and social distancing imagine being on a navy ship where you don't have netflix or wi-fi or any other thing like that any modern convenience like that you can't use a cell phone so even though you got to be stuck in your house people it is not as bad as you think it is trust me i'm telling you from personal experience now i can't give you an update on really news and sports i mean news is news objective you know to quote uh, Mark Twain, if you read the newspaper, you, you're misinformed. If you don't read it, you're uninformed. So you do what you want to do. And really, I haven't seen anything newsworthy to me other than the coronavirus updates that are that newsworthy. Don't have any sports for you because due to the coronavirus, sports, a lot of sports um, activities, sporting events, excuse me, have been canceled or postponed. One that has got canceled that I didn't think they were going to do because I am currently in Augusta, Georgia right now, is the Masters. I was thinking, no, they're not going to do that because anybody who has been either stationed in Augusta, Georgia, has people in Augusta, Georgia, is from Augusta, Georgia, or live in Augusta, Georgia, you know that is Augusta, Georgia's biggest money maker. They have people from all around the world come post up in this time for a weekend spent a lot of money mainly at the bars and the golf courses because you know golf is an elite game it attracts elite people i.e the wealthy and they're gonna want to go around town and spread their wealth they postponed it i was real shocked about that now the nba has also said that they're going to suspend operations for a moment. According to Mark Rubin, who is the owner and CEO of the Dallas Mavericks, he says he believes that the NBA will pick back up mid-May. Good, hopefully for that, but I'm not really a big NBA fan, so I could kind of do it with or without NBA. Not saying I don't like watching basketball. The one sporting event that I heard that they got rid of that kind of pissed me off because they said they canceled the entire is the NCAA Finals, a.k.a. March Madness. Now, if anybody knows me, you know I live and I die for March Madness. I am a diehard Duke fan, and I am a big Georgetown Hoyas fan. So anytime 
Duke or Georgetown, I'm a realist, they reach the anything past the Elite Eight, I'm kind of shocked, but I love March Madness because March Madness is when a team can come from out of nowhere, like you got the University of West Bumblefuck, they can come out of nowhere and go up against the University of Kansas and potentially almost win the national title, so we won't have that. I'm kind of really heated about that, so it is what it is, but I will say this about ESPN. ESPN, I understand we're under, you know, you, you don't have any sporting events that you can report on, but I just think in ESPN, they just go off air until this whole thing settles. Um, because I am getting tired of watching Super Bowl 21. I'm getting tired of watching the 1987 Eastern Regional uh, College Basketball Championship I mean, Finals. I'm getting tired of watching the 1978 Sugar Bowl. I don't want to watch the 96 opening round of NCAA Finals. I don't want to watch the 1991 Little League World Series no more. I don't want to watch the 1976 Masters. People want to see real sports. Don't nobody want to see anything on replay because a lot of us live in an age where we have smartphones. A lot of us going to look it up and see who won it. That just needs to be somebody's going to look it up like, who won this thing? Just go off air. ESPN, just go off air. Do 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 real favor. Just go off air. Just go off air. Go back to anybody who's my age or older. You remember back in the day when like TV, if they didn't have any program or something went wrong, they put up that multicolor screen. They had bars, multicolor bars up, and they made that do sound. Yeah, just go ahead and do that until this thing is over with. I mean, yeah, we'll be creepy because anybody knows it's creepy. Does anybody ever remember you going to sleep watching the channel? And they had regular programming on, and you wake up and that multicolored bar screen was on. Used to scare the hell out of me. Oh my god, did that scare the hell out of me? But um, I'm just gonna talk a little bit about the coronavirus and how I feel it's going. I really think the coronavirus, this panic we got, I don't really see the big need for this panic. Yeah, it is infecting a lot of people and it's sickening a lot of people but i don't really you know i don't really see why it is we need to not move around and socialize with other people i'm a social butterfly for one so i mean that's what it's hurting me not to be able to socialize and move around and go do what i want to do like i do i sit in the house yeah i'm a couch potato at times but being told to be one is not fun but the thing is i really believe the reason why they want us to stay in is because because this disease it is very highly contagious they don't want us going out and socializing places because they know for a fact that people for the most part don't wash their hands don't wash their ass no they don't they don't and 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 that's why a lot of sporting events been shut down because i'm pretty sure anybody who listening have you ever recall going to sporting event you in a football stadium you know basketball arena you know baseball park whatever you go to the bathroom, you go handle your business, you get out, you wash your hands. You see more people than often go in there, handle their business, and then walk the hell and walk right the fuck out of the bathroom like nothing has happened. Don't even think about walking towards the sink or anything like that. So that is why they really shutting it down. And they're they, 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 they like, well, we were concerned about safety. We, we don't want everybody to catch it because airborne is like, no, y'all know it's contagious. You know, people who are not sanitary diseases carry in them so there really was, was if i would have been a person in charge of look man we don't want to spread because we know a lot of people out here don't wash their ass so you know people don't wash their ass they nasty and they spread shit to people so since people don't wash their ass we're not gonna we're gonna shut everything down 
That's why they did that. But another reason I don't understand with this whole big debacle for people want them they, they want everybody to stay inside because of this one. Well, we've had a lot of pandemics over the years. We've had a lot of pandemics. We've had just recently we had with Zika and Ebola. Then you know we've had I remember we had mad cow disease back in the 90s. We had H1N1 like about what seven, eight years ago. I remember I was in high school. It was a West Nile disease, which scared me. I'm not gonna lie, it scared me because I'm from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And for those of y'all don't know, down there's kind of you got a lot of yeah, you got the Gulf of Mexico, but you got a lot of marshes and swamps and bayous down there. Now what congregates down there, a lot of marshes and bayous or a lot of insects, mainly one are mosquitoes. Now, mosquitoes were supposed to be the main carrier of the West Nile disease. So I remember when people getting bit by mosquitoes out there, I mean, down south, when I, when uh, H, I mean, the uh, West Nile was happening, people were like, oh my God, I'm gonna die, I got bit by a mosquito. So I, I don't understand this whole, why this whole pandemic, this whole scare. I remember my uncle even told me because H1N1 has had more than one scare. He told me they had it back in 1991, it was bad. He said, but they want quarantine. So I don't understand why we can't move around and about because people are starting to go straight crazy. And this is what I think I don't, I don't understand. They're calling in the, like the, the National Guard to keep order and control. I, people are going to go out and do what they want. I mean, they're going to not break curfew, but if somebody needs something, they're going to have to go out. So I don't, you know, the National Guard, like, what, you going to shoot somebody down because they want to get some toilet paper? And that's what I don't speak. Let me speak of toilet paper. I don't understand what made people just get crazy over toilet paper. Like, if, if this is what you consider uh, the end, why the hell is what's toilet paper going to do for you? Go get some food. Go get some canned goods, sandwich meat, vienna sausage, all that. What the hell is toilet paper gonna do? Like, why are y'all buying up all the toilet paper for? What is that gonna? What is that gonna accomplish? I mean, you is it gonna be like jail? High in jail, they use sick. It's gonna end up being like how they use in jail the cigarettes in jails currently. That's how it's gonna be toilet paper. Like, hey man, can I get a sandwich? Like, shit, they gonna cost you two rolls, player. Dang, got a roll, man. But look, I got this one. I got like I got this one roll, and I got like about one more wrap on the other one. And when I say one more rep, don't act like y'all don't know one more rep. When you sit down on the toilet and you do that and you take the toilet and you wrap it around your hand, you wrap it one, two, three, and then you put off enough and then you wipe yourself whatever business you took care of. So that's how it's looking like it's gonna be. And for all you people who are sitting there talking about how y'all was always talking about y'all ready for a zombie apocalypse to come and this, that, and the third. Man, you ain't ready for no zombie apocalypse. Have y'all lose your mind? Because this is the thing. This is what pretty much what a zombie apocalypse is going to be. It's going to be dead to the world. You can't go do nothing. You can't run around. I don't know what... Y'all watch... I don't know y'all by watching Walking Dead and other zombie apocalypse movies and TV shows. I don't know what y'all thought y'all could do. What you thought was you going to lay low, duck, kill a few zombies, then you're going to go to the bar and chill. You're going to go see the latest movie that came out or you was going to go to the mall and go shop for a new pair of Jordans or some shit. No, this is, this is what it was. You or contained to a safe area and you have to sit there and ride it out it wasn't going to be something you could still live your life so all you people wishing talking about the zombie apocalypse this is the taste of what you thought it was going to be this is a very big taste of what you thought it was going to be so all those people be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. and from my point of view 
fuck you for asking for this because I am a social butterfly to get out and talk to people. I like to go places. I mean, not necessarily do something, but I like to be able to go sometimes go to the mall, walk around, like be able to go to movies and take in a movie. Might want to go to a bar and have a couple of drinks and talk to the patrons there. You know, I like I like going places where, where it's populated because I love people. And you 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 scary ass motherfuckers are taking that away from me. So I thank y'all a lot for that. Moving on to another topic. Um, another topic I'm gonna talk about. So there's a special, it's a limited series on Netflix that follows the life of Madam C.J. Walker. It follows the matter of life of Madam. It's called Self Made. Now, I thought the story was pretty decent. I thought the act was pretty good. Uh, great big performances by Octavia Spencer, um, Blair Underwood, Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy actually did a damn good job. I mean, I know Bill Bellamy being a stand-up comedian and, you know, kind of the sex symbol of the stand-up world. And for those of y'all don't know, he is famed for coining the phrase booty call if you don't know when he did it go type in bill bellamy deaf comedy jam and you'll see he has a hot tie got like a curly hot top fade a yellow blazer tie and white slacks on he was in there um but that movie shed light on a lot of things i didn't know like a lot of things i didn't know like for one i did not know that Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, which as most of you know is the pre one of the premier HBCUs for women of color in the United States. I did not know that it was named after John D. Rockefeller's wife. That was her maiden name, which who who happened, John D. Rockefeller happened to be a neighbor of Madam C.J. Walker. I did not know that until I watched the movie. And everybody been giving Black Underwood hell. They were like, man, they said this, they said this, they said this motherfucker don't do nothing but take roles as a as an ain't shit husband. But I mean, that's the man found his niche. You know what I mean, but you had to understand for that time period he was in. Not saying he was right what he was doing, but the, the culture of the times, the man was supposed to be in the forefront, the man was supposed to be the lead, the woman was supposed to be behind a man, supporting a man. So his his manhood kind of took a blow. Because she was out in front, Madam C.J. Walker was out in front, and he was behind. So, yeah, y'all had to understand the time. And a lot of people was complaining about other things. Like, one thing they complained about, people complained about colorism. Well, this thing expressed colorism. They had a lot of colorism in there. They had a lot of colorism. I was like, for those y'all don't know, that's how it was back then. Colorism played a very, very big part. Hell, colorism still plays a part today in our society. It still plays a part today. I mean, we trying to shy away, but we want to think, oh, because it's black, we don't want to know. We want to make it seem like we don't hate on each other like every other race. Yes, we do. We some of the biggest haters out there. How many times you done heard? I've heard chicks say this a lot of times. I don't mess with them. I don't mess with them light-skinned dudes. Like, that. he got to be dark-skinned. He got to be this, that, and the third. Because I'm like, and I ask him, why you don't do that? Because, you know, light-skinned men, they act this way, and light-skinned men, they act that way, which is stupid as hell, because any type of man can act any kind of way. Because I remember a couple of years ago, Tyrese debunked that theory. Because y'all remember that video where he was crying about all the child support he had, and his, and his old lady wouldn't want to let him see him. You remember that? I'm paying $13,000 a month. What, what do you want from me? 
Now, people was clowning them. I would clown them too, but I do feel them because 13000 is a hell of a lot of money to spend. I would have been crying if I had to chill out 13000 to uh, my baby mom too. So at first I clowned up and I thought, I said, yeah, that's a lot of money. I don't blame you for crying, dog. But we do that the same thing even with men. Men will, and this has been a, a big debate for years when it comes to women. They say men will always look over the dark skinned sister to go, dark skinned with natural hair to go to light skinned, long flowing, light skinned woman with the long flowing hair. So colorism has always been around. For, so for them to act like, so for those of you who watch this time, I wanted them to skip over colorism and not, um, not act like it existed. You, that's, that's, that's basically just saying we need to not share our history because it is part of our history because they've been doing that before. Colorism has been doing that before. Just, I'm like, for instance, um, the brown paper bag test. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of the brown paper bag test. I mentioned this one episode when I was doing Big Keith and Petey Mac in Djibouti with my boy uh, Big Keith. They just had this thing called a brown paper bag test. Now, with the brown paper bag test for a lot of, like, social groups, like fraternity, sororities, if your skin was lighter than the paper bag, you would accept it was darker, you was considered an outcast, and not an outcast, you were considered, like, unacceptable, you was you was a field hand or jigaboo, all that stuff like that, you know, so... So, y'all acting like this is something new. It's not something new. I mean, matter of fact, this movie is not the first time that it's been addressed. It's been addressed multiple times. I remember a prominent movie it was addressed in was Spike Lee's School Days when you had the Gamma Rays, who were a female auxiliary group of the fraternity in that movie, Gamma Phi Gamma, G Phi G, and then you had the Jigaboos, that was the dark-skinned sisters who had, you know, kinky, natural hair. There's always, you know, there's always been descriptions. Because what I heard and I looked up about them is why I mentioned them. is because Spike Lee actually said in order to create real animosity between them so it would come across natural on screen, is what he did was he put, like, like all the light-skinned... Um... A lot of light-skinned performers, you know, mainly the gamma rays and stuff like that. He put them up in nice hotels, nice accommodations. And then for all the dark-skinned, like, jigaboos, he put them in, like, just rinky-dink hotels, you know, just whatever conditions. He said, so when they got on camera, it was organic. So it, it's not something new, and it's not like it was something that's not part of our history. It is a big part of our history. Another thing that they addressed in there, a lot of people, and I didn't even know this until I watched it, a lot of people talk about, who Madam C.J. Walker stole Annie Monroe's product, and she carried out as her own. Well, first of all, people, yeah, she, uh, if she did that, yeah, she did it, but she got rid of the smell because it gave off a nasty smell. She just made it smell better. But this is what a lot of people want to do. Don't blame Madam C.J. Walker for that. I mean, y'all trying to make it seem like Madam C.J. Walker stole. Madam C.J. Walker ain't did nothing that don't know the normal person does in corporate America. That's corporate America. Corporate America's cutthroat. You ain't protecting your back. Somebody gonna stick a knife in it, and then they gonna take your ideas there. So what Madam C.J. Walker did 
was not, ooh, 10, another black woman died, ooh, it's treachery. That's business. Business ain't always uh, fair and don't make it right, but that's business. You come in a world where you're trying to make, this woman was a self-made millionaire, first self-made, first black female self-made millionaire. You think she got that by playing in square, playing on level the whole time? Hell no, she had to, she had to use some backhanded tricks, and she had to do what she had to do. And I, and everybody was looking down on her like, oh, I can't believe that Madam C.J. Walker did that, and she did that. That's not right. That's not right. Anybody who think Madam C.J. Walker was kind of treacherous, you should never ever again eat at McDonald's if you eat at McDonald's because if you do eat at McDonald's, you you know by this man named Ray Kroc. They have, if you go to a McDonald's, a franchise McDonald's, they'll have like this, like metallic mold of Ray Kroc and a picture of the original McDonald's in the back. And they say, now what does Ray Kroc got to do anything? Ray Kroc did not find McDonald's. McDonald's was found by two brothers who named were McDonald in San Bernardino, California. Ray Kroc happened to be a... Um, he happened to be a uh, what's it called? What's the thing called that never works at McDonald's? Oh, he happened to be a milkshake machine um, salesman. That he he saw their restaurant, he saw their product, he saw how they ran their business. He they brought them in, they showed them the ropes. He took their idea, started franchising, started spreading out. Took the idea, took McDonald's right out from under them. Like completely stole McDonald's from like he completely stole McDonald's. And if anyone of you really want to see and get the full scope of that story, watch the 2000, I want to say 16 to 17, 2016, 17 movie called The Founder with uh, Michael Keaton, who played Ray Kroc. That man completely stole McDonald's right from under them and then passed it off as it was his own. So that is the cost of becoming a multi-million dollar slash billion dollar corporation. They gonna if if you if you if you're not on your if you're sleeping on your laurels, resting on your laurels, somebody's gonna take your shit and then pass it off as their own. So I don't want y'all sitting there making it seem like Madam CJ Walker Treasure. She ain't the first one, probably wasn't the first one to do it in the history of business. She won't be the last. So yeah, that's my take on how I felt about self-made. But anyway, man, uh, this has been my uh, time. This has been your boy, your country cousin, Pete McCarver, a.k.a. Peter Mac. You want to get in touch with me, man, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, that's Peter Mac 10, at Peter Mac 10. That's P-E-T-E-Y-M-A-C and the number 10, 1, 0. You can also find me at that same handle on Instagram. Uh, if you want to, uh, my email is pdmac10 at yahoo.com. If you want to email me something, uh, my Facebook is Pete McCarvey. Uh, P-E-T-E for P-M-C-C-O-R-V-E-Y for McCarver or you can just type in Peter Mac and it'll pop right up and you'll find me anyway that's been my time so like my man Big Keep would always tell me like this be cool stay calm and get paid and also stay healthy and stay safe peace